0: welcome to the happy tans podcast where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business we will interview some of
1: the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business and here's your host grant conscious
2: hello and welcome to the happy tans podcast on today's episode i have melinda and george from spray Gone. This is the first interview with somebody that's specifically dedicated to the overspray and extraction systems in the industry. There are obviously a number of choices when you when it comes to that, but they're kind of the go-to de facto here in the last year or so. They've become really, really popular for their customizable, transportable systems that help to remove the overspray. This honestly is a great episode for any of you out there that are new to the industry or haven't put that much of time or consideration into your overspray system. This is a great episode for you. Their focus really and their passion is on the health and the wellness of the studios and the technicians and the clients. There's a lot of technology and things, honestly, I didn't know behind the scenes that were happening in these systems with the filters and everything that they use, not only pulling that air out, but the antimicrobial things and everything like that. They have the UV, the lighting as well that helps with that as well, this new add-on that they have. So check that out. Uh, Lots of cool stuff they're working on and they're really, really passionate about it. So check out this episode. It's great. It's a long one. It's a lot of information. Get out a pen and a piece of paper because you're going to want to learn some stuff from these guys. They really know what they're talking about. They have a lot of years of experience in the beauty industry in general. So a lot of uh, information to come in with this interview. We share a lot of insights into the future of the industry, regulations and so forth. So make sure you listen in on this And as always, the Happy Tans Podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans Website Builder, the first and only website builder created specifically for sunless tanning industry and sunless tanning businesses. The websites are pretty easy to set up. We also have a done-for-you service where you can just let us take care of it for you. We'll custom build your website for you. They're done in about two to three business days. It's really quick turnaround time, and we'll get your website up and running. The best thing about it is these websites are SEO optimized out of the box, meaning that it'll help you show up on Google. Yes, that's right. It helps you get more leads through your website organically. Again, one of our Happy Tanners reported getting over 80% of their customers for the whole year through their website because it ranks so high in search engines. And that is a way that, to grow your business that most people don't think of or consider. We set ourselves apart from the free website builders or other website builders and the fact that we handhold you. We're here for you. We're here to help. We have tons of videos and support. Our websites are built specifically for the industry, optimized and ready to go. There's nothing like it in the industry. Come check us out, happytans.com forward slash website, or go to happytans.com and click the create your website button. Use the code podcast to get the first month for only a dollar. If you have any questions, reach out to me, Grant at happytans.com. Thank you so much, and happy tanning. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, I have Melinda and George from Spray Gone. How are you two doing today? doing fantastic how are you this morning grant i'm doing great thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh to enlighten us and teach us a little bit more about what you guys have going on over there uh we're we're happy to uh contribute some time and and have a uh sit down with you
1: yeah this will be fun sure Sure.
2: absolutely so i want to open up the floor first you guys can give a little background before we get into spray gun itself you know i know melinda um does some stuff in the industry and, and george has been in here as well so let me open up the floor. You guys can introduce yourselves for those that don't know about you and your background.
1: Okay. Well, I'll start. I'm Melinda McHenry and, uh, I'm a licensed cosmetologist, esthetician, and instructor. I've been in the beauty industry for about 35 years this year, in fact, and thank you for saying that I look 35 years old there, Grant. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Preemptive compliment. Um, and, uh, I uh, am a former beauty school owner and distributor, and I started spray tanning in about two thousand two with Terry Hunter, um, who spray tans out of the uh, Las, out of Las Vegas for Bronze: The Art of Tanning. And um, Terry uh, drugged me along on some pageants and different things, and really taught me how to spray tan really well. And I started teaching it in my beauty school and. George is um, a contractor that I met. And- uh,
0: yeah, I've been. Uh, my name is George Mack. I've been uh, uh, in the in the beauty business now since uh, 2012, so about 10 years now. Um, prior to that, I was a general contractor out on the West Coast for uh, many years and applied my uh, youth in the trades as a carpenter, working my way up the ladder. I call myself now a reformed general contractor because I have no idea what was wrong with me and why I wanted to do that kind of work. Um, I I much enjoy much better uh, my career path that I'm on now. And um, when I met Melinda, as she was explaining, um, she owned uh, a beauty school, and spray tanning was part of the curriculum there at that school. And um, she had um, brought me in to uh, do some repairs on a spray tan fan that she had there that was just an absolute piece of junk, and it kept falling apart on her. And after three. (laughs) After three times um, going in to repair this fan, I finally convinced her that I could make something better, and that really was the uh, start of Spray Gone. Unbeknownst to us at the time, but it really was the start of Spray Gone.
1: And what was so funny was when um, when we started when the girls started using the extraction booth that he created for us, and uh, it worked so much better than anything I'd ever had, and I've probably had spent upwards to $6000 on many different systems over the last couple of years trying to keep it under control and um I would come in the room and I go well, what do you guys think and they go well, the spray's all gone so I kept telling them, George I said well it's a spray gone he goes what do you think of it I go spray's gone and so we started calling it spray gone from there Um, That's kind of how the evolution of it came from there. And then what was interesting is...
0: The name is like a literal interpretation of the function of the machine, (laughs) basically, (laughs) is how how it kind of came about.
1: And what was interesting from there is that George and I decided at that point, um, I decided to open a beauty spa with him that was focused on spray tanning. Um, And one of the reasons I had done it with him uh, was he wanted to get into the industry. And the other reason was I had
0: more than that. I wanted to get out of the construction industry. (laughs) Um, I was very well burnt out on it over many, many years doing uh, very, a lot of different facets of construction. Um, and I just was burnt out on it and I wanted to shift gears and, um, meeting Melinda, we just kind of hit it off. Um, we were very, uh, compatible business wise and, uh, come to find out, eventually, uh, we became more compatible on a personal level. <laughs> and I think I had mentioned earlier that uh, we actually were in business together before we were a couple. And so well, we we had a corporation before we were a couple. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and so it was kind of cool about it was it was a place to funnel my new graduates who were kind of on the younger side who, you know, it wasn't easy for them to get jobs, but it's a lot easier to get a job when you have a job. So, um, you know they would come in and, and uh, I trained George to spray town like that was very difficult. He had, he already knew how to work a spray, uh, you know, a paint sprayer and everything. So he was actually pretty good at it. In fact, he was pretty great at it. And if, if <laughs> when we were in the spa, if he got a hold of one of your clients, they weren't coming yeah, back Yeah, I became to you. a
0: little too good at it. The girls wouldn't let me tan their customers because then they'd come back and request me. So, uh, yeah. they would say, don't let him take your customer if, you That's know, uh, yeah, he's they won't a poacher. be coming back to you. So. <laughs> He'll poach yeah. your
1: clients. So, so um, you know, and then, um, and then so on just kind of he made them for me and he made them for our business and they, it kind of really didn't go anywhere for a while. I kept suggesting to him that for years that we need, that's what we need to do. I, I would well, just say it very, I, I fact, it really man. more
0: of a suggestion. She outright told me the first one I built, you need to sell these <laughs> immediately. She told me this, this you got to sell these. And I just thought, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I
1: said, no, our industry needs you.
0: No, I, I had other site things in mind. I didn't want to become a manufacturer of a piece sure. of equipment. Well, and, uh, um, you know, it took many years of building these for colleagues and just kind of seeing the evolution of the product itself through the different models that I had built mm-hmm. um, to really discover and, and being in the industry long enough to realize that there really was such such an, uh, a a huge need for a real highly effective overspray extraction system and. I really, it didn't really dawn on me until when I was knee deep into this, this beauty spa with her and spray tanning being the bread and butter of that business. Um, I got to see firsthand right away how detrimental the overspray can be to a facility, how damaging it can be to equipment, how damaging it can be to, um, your respiratory health. Yeah. And so that really was an epiphany for us at that point. And, um, uh, it, it just kind of um, spurned me, kicked me in the butt to, to get my act together with it and really just develop it into a, a, a
2: commercially uh, sellable piece of equipment. Sure. So what, about what year was that first one made for Melinda? 20, it was 2010.
1: 2010. Um, and then we went into business to 2012. And then- And then we built
0: a couple of them for our day spa when we opened them, uh, uh, we opened it, which were still based on the proto- the very first prototype. They were single fan models there. They look like stainless steel appliances with these ugly blue filters that everybody hated. They, they weren't very pretty, <laughs> um, but they worked really well. Yeah. And uh, the more uh, uh, colleagues that she was training into spray tanning that would come into our facility and get training, saw how amazing these systems work and they wanted one for their facility when they opened it. And that's, so I was building them privately for colleagues for many years before we uh, kind of took it on to the next level, like, like yeah. we
1: have now. And so, that was in 20, really 20, the end of 2018, when we wow. saw our.
0: So our, eight years no, no, 2019, concept. I'm sorry. Roughly. Yeah. Roughly say, rough to say roughly about, about eight years. Um, you know, it just, lag. it wasn't uh, it wasn't a priority. It was just kind of, Something we, we were doing because I knew that uh, it benefited the, the colleagues that were getting it. And, um, w- you know, we just had different things on our plate at the time. So, yeah. Um, and then about came, uh, was it 2018, 2019? 2019. 2019. Uh, we decided to really, I, I, I came up with these ideas to do all these different custom graphics on it. We added a second fan. We uh, moved away from uh, all of the, the the first prototypes were all metal construction, and so we were able to um, get some thermal form molds done. We learned how to do our own in-house thermoforming to create fan molds and enclosures, and and really designed a double fan system that became way more than what I uh, anticipated
1: when and super we first uh,
0: you know develop it. And uh, uh, we decided to launch it, and um, we you know. We actually officially launched Spraygon March of uh, 2020 was the official launch.
1: At the ASTP meeting.
0: And this was about, what, four weeks prior to uh, no, the, two, lo- the lockdowns. That two weeks yeah. prior to. So exactly. Two that, weeks yeah. prior to. Yeah. And um, so here we were launching a product for a service industry Um that
1: just got shut down.
0: Right, in the face of a (laughs) pandemic, we thought, oh great. What terrible timing, right? Um, But as it turns out, uh, we still managed to place in 2020, throughout COVID, we managed to place uh, about over 125 systems that year. Wow. Um, And through it, you know, we, we kind of innovated by introducing UVC disinfectant lighting and integrated that into the systems as we kind of identified it as a need for kind of where the industry was going. We see a lot more companies that are integrating UVC lighting into their air ducting systems and that sort of thing to sanitize the air. And so we we gleaned that same concept for uh, the equipment by integrating that right inside the filter box. So it continually treats the air uh, as it flows through the system. And um, we actually sold an, Sold quite a few of those systems, and then uh, uh, we offer a, a retrofit kit also for uh, our existing customers that have uh, a spray gun that they can install themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's awesome. It was an awesome story. I, I like to talk about too the fact that it was like eight, eight or nine years from. It seems like you guys have been around longer. I feel like I've heard the name for a while, but probably that's accurate. And it's uh, interesting to one thing we talk a lot, a lot about on the podcast is you know, good things take time, people need to put in the work and those kind of things. So if you look at the eight or nine years leading up to, I mean, it wasn't even something you were necessarily pushing for, it sounds like, but still it took that long to get to a point to where like Georgian was saying, like, it's basically a a product or that you can put together and actually sell to other people versus I'm sure building them out, you know, there, wherever you are, Um, but shipping them and all the logistics that come along with that as well yeah it, it it took quite a bit of legwork um in sourcing of
0: materials uh and uh, you know outsourcing of certain fabrication components to really to really bring it all together in in a in a commercially acceptable package that you know you can bring to the public it yeah it, it took a lot of legwork yeah
1: it takes legwork and money and it uh yeah. and it takes a you know a faith in that what you're doing is the right thing and
0: sure <laughs> yeah so you know when and even still you know when we launched it we we thought, uh, you know, I had an anticipation of maybe selling, um, you know, a handful of units every month here and there, and it would be a little kind of seasonal, as the business is seasonal, you know, that it has its, its ebbs and flows. Um, but we have been just absolutely shocked and floored at the response from the community um, with these systems. And it turns out it's been more than a full-time uh, job now. And yeah. we're on really on pace to probably place about 250
2: to 300 units this year. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a, a lot of, a lot of work behind the scenes, but it's uh, something that's super beneficial. We'll definitely get into that. But I mean, if you guys had to outline the specific mission for spray what, what is that? I mean, you guys aren't just here to make some extraction systems just to make some money. I'm sure there's something else behind it, uh, especially to fuel you for that long before you actually, probably started turning a profit or anything like that.
1: Well, I think our real mission behind it is, you know, one of the things that's driving it is where, where we see the industry so fragmented on what is a standardized acceptability of risk and to health, sanitation, client safety, and infection control. And So in my industry where you have to be licensed, you're overseen by OSHA and you have standardized practices of what's acceptable in terms of exposure to chemicals and things like that. In the spray tanning industry, because it's not regulated, anybody with a spray gun and a YouTube can pick up a gun and call themselves a trainer after doing 10 of these things and then run around and spray you know lovely sugar water on everybody and think that <laughs> they know what they're doing and the problem is is that the airborne uh, the basis of the the bronzing solutions that we use one dha erythralose w- agreed pa- plant base but you know so is poison ivy it's a plant the other thing we're dealing with is is food grade dyes then we're also dealing with particulate then we've got carriers and activators. And so some carriers are heavier, some care activators um, create these fine mists. So you almost end up with three to four different levels of airborne particulate in well, a spray and, tan and environment. Now you're
0: infusing uh, finishing powders, is the big trend in the last couple of yes. years. Yeah.
1: And so, uh, which
0: adds even, even a, a different element of particulate in there. So, you know, really, we kind of just, Creating healthy studio environments is really That's what our, our mission, mission is, and to, and to help technicians understand uh, that they can uh, control overspray in their environment. They don't right. have to wear a hazmat suit and a respirator. <laughs> when yeah, they work. I mean
1: they make they make filters that go up your nose. Yeah. <laughs> And you know the the you hear it in the comments and the groups about brown boogies. You see girls can't wear white shoes. You see them their surfaces are stained. And you know here's the thing: if I'm I get more new clients in my day spa when they walk in, they're like, "You do spray tans in here?" And then I show them our studios. They're like, "The last place we went to just reeked."
0: Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's the, the number one compliment we receive in our day spas: like, how gosh, fresh and clean, smells it smells. clean it smells. Yeah, um, and how how clean the sta- the tanning studios are, and we we really attribute that to to our equipment because it's it's doing the majority of the work for us. We just have to maintain the equipment, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: and so we really like to see. Obviously, the industry come together on its own, so it doesn't have to become regulated or get oversight because that can be litigious and a nightmare as well. But if the industry could come together in some form of, you know, where manufacturers and equipment providers could all, you know, really get together and say, okay, this is this is a viable, this is the fastest growing segment of the beauty industry right now. It, I mean, before COVID, it was the fourth fastest and since COVID, it's still the sixth, fastest segment of the beauty industry and so what you're finding is is that um that's a huge amount of of money and somebody's going to come along and want to stick their finger in that pot that's all about bureaucracy so the sooner we get together as a as a as a culture and as a community and create some standardized business practices um for what's acceptable you know for everything to you know I'm not really sure from, but especially from client safety and infection control, that's yeah. huge. And and the work environment for the, this, this, the artist. I mean, there's a lot of girls out there that are doing 20 to 40 of these things a day.
2: I know. Yeah, it's kind of scary to think about. And some of them, you know, at least um, some of them don't wear masks. Some of them do, you know, the RZ mask and those different things. In addition right. to maybe some type of extraction system or a box fan, I don't know, whatever it may be. Uh, to try to do that, but it's still, it's still worries. I mean, essentially your lungs aren't meant to breathe in anything but uh, oxygen, right? So yes. whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we're, de- if, if you want to
0: ask really what our mission is, our, our mission is to um, provide a piece of equipment that'll allow you to maintain a healthy studio environment because um, it can really be detrimental to your respiratory health. Yeah. And, um, well, the scary part that we really have seen in the industry is, um, so many people that just jump into spray tanning without, without really addressing that yeah. facet of the business. It seems to I be, um, glossed over, glossed training. over a lot in a yeah. lot of educational trainings. Uh, I mean, we touch base on it, but, um, yeah. we'll never really come across a course that gets, uh, in depth into the hazards, uh, and re-
1: ergonomics.
0: Spray, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think Melinda said it best. It's really fragmented, right? Because you can you can pick up a gun, learn to tan, maybe start a somewhat successful business, and then these people think, "How it's can they make money?" The other people are training. Let's put together a training guide. And you know, from what I've seen, at least a lot of people focus on the the more the more fun aspects of it. You know, different color theories and these kind of things. And, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah and everybody's focus. a trainer. Everybody's a trainer now. We see so many
0: trainers popping yeah. up, and uh, um, it's. It, it, it's a trend
2: right <laughs> I think no it, it is yeah. it is and yeah part of the part of the thing that i've always seen and why we focus specifically on the business is because everybody else focuses on everything else you know but then they're like okay we we learned all this stuff how do we get people in the door you know they don't know how and then like, like you oh said,
1: worse they don't know how to get them back
2: yeah or get them back yeah and then they're not focusing at all on the health aspect which is super important and a lot of people i get it probably trying to to start the business with as little money as possible. Maybe they don't believe it'll take off, whatever that is, but. Well, that's sure. You know, and everybody's got to start somewhere. We recognize that. And
0: and, um, uh, gosh, the best advice that we could give anybody that is just starting out like that would be to do something, use something, even, you know, a box fan with a disposable filter um, you, you've got to have something to help mitigate sure. the overspray It it, it is it especially is if you're going to somebody's home yeah. yeah it is such a detriment because
1: um, I don't think most people I mean I don't know I'm sure mobile tanning is still <coughs> excuse me a real thing out there but I mean I think since COVID you know I think you're going to see a lot I'm watching a lot of these girls putting she sheds in their backyards and converting garages and you yeah. know converting rooms in their homes to, to bring clients into the home in the event that they could get shut down again and and so I think you're seeing a, a move away from mobile tanners, dragon mm-hmm. tents and guns. I, to I'm
0: sure, you know, it seems the industry's really been gutted of, of mobile uh, technicians throughout COVID. Uh, we, we know that there's uh, potential customers that were looking at spray guns that were mobile techs trying to get into a studio that have just kind of fallen off the map because of, uh,
2: you know, challenges their clientele away people don't want them coming in their homes you know anymore yeah absolutely right absolutely so i guess what really sets you 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 know the spray gun systems apart from many others and i i know of the names of a few others but no specifics or particulars on what they are how they're different so Mm -hmm. i'll let you guys answer that because i'm sure you know the ins and outs
0: well there's gosh there's quite a bit that sets us apart um you know, from the types of from the type of uh, fan systems we use uh, commercial high velocity fans to um, the the layered antimicrobial filtration to um,
1: UVC the filtration UVC
0: integration lighting. Um, the
1: customizable. Des- the, the
0: design of the unit lends itself to be fairly portable and and maneuverable. Um, you can fold it up, throw it in your minivan. Uh, we transport ours in our Ford Flex; it fits right in there. Um, Melinda's five foot nothing, and she can fold that thing up and slip it in the back of the Flex and take it to an event or uh, a training clinic. Um, and the customization options: so you know you can um, add, you know add your own branding to it, uh, or you know you can uh, come up. We we offer a lot of different color finishes, that, so. The customization sure. has really been popular with the customers because they get to they get to choose it to uh, to to match their theme and their brand in their studio. Yeah, uh, yeah so those I, all those elements really combine to make it a a very unique piece of equipment that. Um, and
1: we think it's fairly affordable. Different. We've compared it to. There's really only about four other systems on the market, and there's one that's a little bit less than ours, but it also. Pulls one eighth of the airflow, um, and then there's several that are a little bit more expensive, and they pull less than half of the airflow. So, uh, you know, we we're marked in we're we're in the center. Um, yeah. If Steel keeps going up. We'll have to raise our prices here, but <laughs> you know how that goes. Yes. I mean, but we're trying to keep you it know, affordable. Ev-
0: everything's costing more right now. Inflation, yeah. shipping, uh, you know, raw goods. It's just it's it's it's, it's yeah. not a good forecast right now. For yeah.
2: Yeah, I know. So I want to take it back a step to something George was talking about. I think the filter specifically antimicrobial and all that. What in plain English? What, what does that mean for a day-to-day user that uses this system?
1: Well, I'm actually going to jump in on this. Go one. ahead. Go so ahead. Um, we have two a two layer semi permanent uh, filtration system. So the first filter in the spray gun uh, that you see when you face the the machine is what we call a Durafoam dura filter. And it has a three-layered system where it can pull in a lot of overspray and a lot of powder. And you can do approximately 15 tans in a row before you have to change that out. Okay. And behind that, we have another more open-weave, firmer um, one that's called a permaflow filter. And it is coated with antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral Coating and it's a similar coating that's in, um, and I hate to say this, but it's a similar coating that you will find in the uh, Toto toilets, good for a hundred thousand flushes. But basically, <laughs> what it means is that um, as substances lay on the surface of it, and this is a food grade substance, so um, it's food for bacteria, it's food for mold, it's food for, for odor, and it's food for viruses. And so,
0: so you were talking spray tan solution, yes, spray tan solution, so. it <laughs> yeah. is a food
1: grade product. And so, but when it lands on that secondary filter and it traps that remaining overspray, it basically neutralizes any potential for bacterial um, fungal or viral growth. And so until you wash it out and you really, that secondary filter can be washed out at the end of the day. Um, and you can do as many, fil- you know, if it gets saturated on one side, you can flip it around to the other side and at the end of the day, you, you rinse all your filters. And we do recommend washing out filters daily. This is a, a mistake that we see a lot of spray tan artists do. They are like, oh, I did two today, so I'll come back and do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But it's food grade and it oxidizes. And you all know what DHA smells like. So mm-hmm. if you want to keep your odor under control and you want to reduce the risk of bacterial um, growth and viral growth, you rinse those filters out daily. I don't care if we do one or we do 10. We wash ours daily. And we can't stress it enough um, that that's part of the sanitation that is required to protect you, the technician and the client.
0: Yeah, in the in the you know the the layered filtration, the both filters serve a unique purpose. Uh, the the first
2: uh,
0: when we originally started, the the, the filters actually have been uh, evolving as well. Uh when we first started, we used a disposable paper filter behind this weaved polyfiber antimicrobial filter as the primary. Uh and it was pretty effective. Um, but the the biggest drawback was is that you had to buy disposable filters all the time. And um any technician that's doing a lot of volume will tell you you can go through a lot of filters and it can become expensive. So Yeah, um, they're three bucks a ended, piece. We ended Jesus. up uh doing a lot of research over the course of the year uh and uh, helped develop this filter. That's a primary now, uh, and it's, it's more of uh, an arrestance device. It, it doesn't allow mist to go through it primarily by th- the configuration of weaves of material that it has. You can. Uh, when we were testing it, I actually took a garden hose and just blasted it with, uh, you know, on the jet setting, and <laughs> and it was barely spitting anything out of the backside of the filter. That's wow. just how great of a job it stops mist from coming through, uh, and it'll gather up and collect in that filter. And then the secondary filter now um, is the antimicrobial, so it it serves to um, collect the the residual particle that might get through the first filter and keep
2: it from becoming. Um, uh, uh, odorous and that sort of thing. Got it. That's interesting. Yeah, it's good to get away from those filters. Not only the cost, but the sheer fact that you're creating so much waste because those just go straight to the dump. I'm sure and sit there for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, that that's awesome to hear. I, mean, I can't believe a filter would be able to stop basically stop water. It's that it's that well, I guess woven or put together, whatever you well, call it. Just it.
1: sucks it up. It kind of reminds yeah. you of a cellulose sponge. You know how you sure. they're really thin and flat, and then they as they fill up, they expand. <clears throat> um, and th- that flow filter, you know, really will last um, probably most technicians, depending on their volume, anywhere from three to five years before they have to replace that primary. Now, that secondary one that's behind there needs to be changed out. The more dense and compact it becomes, it will start to impede airflow. So if they are become fuzzy, then it's time to change them.
2: Got it. Got it. And I'm sure you guys give pretty good instructions on all that for your users.
1: Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. do. But sometimes they don't read them.
2: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, that all makes sense. So, what? What? So, you. I know George mentioned too the the kind of the growth or the launch right before COVID. I mean, how how did you guys did you guys have to make any shifts to survive through COVID or was it like? people had time to look at their business. You know, from what I saw from, we create websites for people. We actually had a ton of people come on board when they actually had, were shut down because they had time to like, say, what can we fix in our business? So I'm assu- I'm wondering if you guys saw the same or if it was something different.
1: No, we did. We made we made lots of shifts and it, it allowed us to, um, also that downtime, what the downtime that we had allowed us to work on marketing and
0: yeah it, it did because the, the spa was shut down for uh, about six weeks before we reopened and uh, uh, we had the, the bare bones of a website up I gosh I don't even think I had an Instagram account set up when we went to that expo because one of the girls that was there was like you got to get on Instagram this is awesome I'll help I'll help sell these for you I'll tell everybody about them and um, I'm like I looked at her and I, have and so uh, over the lunch break, I opened up an Instagram account on the spot right there and took pictures of the expo setup that we had. And those were my first posts was from that expo on our, on our Instagram page. And uh, it's just, it's just snowball from there. Yeah.
1: George is good at that marketing side of it. He's good at uh, manipulating the apps and and posting cool, creative things. But really, our clients—they tag us and everything. They send us videos. They send us a lot of them. Use them as photo oh, backdrops too. We have too. the
0: most amazing customers, and I will I will say this straight out: they they are have been instrumental to our success because they're, awesome. they're always talking about how they love the systems and telling their colleagues about them. And I yeah. am very proud to say that. And you you're not gonna believe this. And most people might not not believe this, but this is the honest to God truth. We have not spent a dime in advertising with Spray Gone. Not one dime, other than our hosting website yeah. um, set up. We, and
1: it just, and it we have we system. have
0: not paid for one advertisement on Google, not one advertisement on Facebook, not one advertisement in any realm, other than a other than a an expo sponsorship uh, to go to an expo and and uh, you know uh, demo the units. Uh, yeah. It has all been grassroots, word of mouth, and referral. That's um, awesome for our success. Yeah, that's it's, awesome. That's pretty amazing. Uh, in this day and age. Spray uh, really are really,
1: awesome people. We just really this is uh, why it would be cool attribute it to um,
0: uh, the community uh, sharing something that is obviously very much needed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I I, I can honestly relate because with our Happy Happy Tens, our websites, we don't do, I mean, I do the podcast, but other than that, don't pay for marketing or anything like that. And it just grows people. I see people like they're saying extraction systems. Everybody says spray gone. people say websites, say Happy Tens. So, so grateful. Like Melinda says, the, the people are awesome. You know, they believe whatever works, you know, if you help people, you guys are helping people. We're helping people. They'll promote it for you. Uh, we're not here just to make money. It's about helping people. Uh, obviously you guys to improve their health, us to help with the business side of things. So it's awesome to see that. And and people always talk about things that help them. So,
1: well, it it's been super challenging for spray tans because, <clears throat> excuse me, spray tans are are really dependent upon gatherings for a lot of men and women. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who get spray tans because it's, it's you know, they no longer can be in the sun and mm-hmm. or they're trying to prevent sun damage so they don't want to go in the sun. So there are your, there are your, you know, consistent spray tanners that come because they love having color. But there's also that large group that is dependent upon, you know, gatherings and, and getting to go out and show off their tan. And, you know, gatherings having constantly being ebbed and flow right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's a real challenge to become be in business as a spray tanner, I can tell you. Yeah. Um I, I've seen more growth than I'm we were we were on a trajectory in 2020 before the shutdown to have our best year of our life and that has since been postponed but it's starting to happen now we're seeing concerts open up and things open up and and uh every spray tan girl I know is just crazy busy
2: sure yeah I, I I've heard the same you know sometimes some people where they are now July slows down a bit I think and then you know maybe a little kick right before school there's like like George and you both mentioned the ebbs and flows of the industry. That's constant, but uh, there's lots of, can be done about that. So what do you guys think, you know, where do you guys see the industry going moving forward with it, with all this stuff that's going on?
1: Well, um, I think that, you know, the more rogue it gets, the more risk there is. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think the people that have been in the industry the longest really need to start coming together and put our heads together to avoid a calamity of regulation and licensure. Um, and I think that can be done through just, you know, coming up with a good standardized practices um, and a code of ethics for spray tanning. Yeah, um, And I, you know, I think that, you know, something like Happy Tans, which is, you know, dedicated to the business side of it um, and ASTP, you um, you know, which hasn't done much, but then I, you know, there's a lot of real big leaders out there right now, um, you know, and from manufacturers of product to equipment that I think we all need to get together and come up with a, a spray tan, you know, code of ethics. or I,
0: I just, I don't really see a ceiling on, on this, this industry right now. And it's, it's, It's becoming the replacement for traditional tanning, right? It's the more and more people become health conscious, uh, skin cancer awareness, and that sort of thing, what UV damage can do, uh, it's becoming uh, the the replacement for that. Right. And the more and more it grows, I think that you're going to end up seeing it's going to catch the eye of health departments and they're going yeah. to start looking into it and we're going to start seeing regulations i believe in some states there already are some
1: yeah um, there are some
0: in oregon i think at least was mm-hmm. yeah, had to be yeah. so um when that starts happening then you're going to start seeing standardized air quality things yeah uh, regulations uh, requirements for
2: studios yeah. and filtration systems such as a spray gun are yeah. going to be yeah. key and integral yeah. to that and I think, yeah, I, I think it's inevitable because once it's big enough, right, the government or whoever's going to want their money. So that I think that'll happen. But I mean, for you guys, at least, I think you're in a wonderful position from what I see because you're, you're doing all the right things. And if something were to happen, uh, you know, where you needed to, you know, follow the regulations of whatever it was. Well, you we... Got- you guys would be we're, able to do that, right? We're trying to stay on the forefront of it. Uh, we, we, we
0: have We'd like a couple other models that are it. in the works right now um, that to supplement our product line, uh, you know, with us, uh, integrating the uvc disinfectant lighting into the machines Uh, nobody in the industry is doing that so that's an innovation that's exclusively spray gone it's been very well received i would say about a third of the units we sell have uvc and we've had customers who still who own a spray gone prior to us having that come out that have purchased the installation kit we had because we offer a a diy installation kit and they can add it to their existing machine so um you know things like that are are i really i think what's going to Uh, propel us to stay at the forefront of this industry for a while. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So I know you mentioned earlier mobile tanners. I, I still see a, a good number of them. Some people like it. They like the exclusivity. They like that. They like going to the client's houses. Um, I've had a couple interviewees recently that were, that are a hundred percent mobile and they seem to be comfortable with that. What, what do you guys, what advice do you give to mobile tanners? I mean, do you guys have any plans to make a smaller unit or something that's more portable? I don't know. Well, Whatever we, you can share. yeah,
0: we, we, had, we have something in the works. Um, we had something, Quite extravagant in the works that we have kind of had to scale back because it it, it turned out to be uh, a little bit too technically complicated and um, uh, too many
1: nooks and crannies. <laughs> yeah, so
0: so we're stripping back to something that's a little bit a little bit simpler. Um, I don't want to let too much out of the bag, but we are working sure. on uh, a couple of those things. We gotta so,
1: go go. Yeah, you know?
0: And the other thing that I could I could say for mobile technicians is I, I know that uh, there's a market for it, but I just honestly feel like uh, if a mobile technician gets in the mindset that, that that's all they want to do is be a mobile technician, they're automatically capping their income potential because there's only so many appointments you can fit into it. Right.
1: Yeah, you drive there. Uh, and
0: you, there's only one of you and you're going and you're setting up. And then unless you have a, an army of mobile technicians underneath you where you're splitting into your profit margins, it, it's it's you, you can cap your income potential. Right. I think that probably the ambition for most mobile techs honestly should be once I build this up, I need to have a studio with multiple rooms and, and still be able to offer mobile. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's a safety factor too, you know, for me, I mean, going into people's homes, just like girls getting into the wrong cars when they call an Uber, we know what happens when those things happen. And so I do say this to my mobile tanners, you know, you know, and I know this isn't spray tan extraction related, but you know, know your surroundings, let people know where you're going. <laughs> um, have some self-defense under you. If you walk up the, you drive up to a place and it gives you a sick feeling in your stomach, you know, uh, text, thank you very much. Got to go by, but no, thank you and yeah. get the heck away um, and just be really aware. And, you know, if you're going to profit on your mobile tanning, you know, try to encourage your person who's getting the tan to make it a party, bring, bring four or five, six people, make it worth my while, to get in my car, haul all my stuff yeah. and drive yeah. and go do this. Now
0: that's, it's funny you say that because um, uh, we do have spray gone customers who uh, have recognized that when they do have a group tanning, uh, uh, a remote group tanning sessions, uh, you know, wedding party or a corporate thing or something like that. Um, there are some of them that are throwing their spray gone in the van. And taking that with them instead of a tent it is because cool because ultimately you can after you know, you're going to set up round. to do you know tans at a remote location it's a lot easier to just roll that spray gun in there open it up go to work and then wipe it down when you're done at the end of the day rinse your filters out um and and Head bring it back, back to home. your studio mm-hmm. yeah um, how much does it you weigh know? you know you don't have to you know deal with uh, rinsing that what tent out on the patio and leaving it out to dry yeah, was about uh, weighs about 110 pounds. Okay, um, but but the beauty of the system is you're never you're never picking up the whole 110 pounds directly because it's built like on a rollaway dolly cage. So you just tilt it back, roll it where you want to go. Even when you're lifting it into the car, you put one end in and then and,
1: and just then you the lift the up other, the, the other
0: end. So yeah, yeah you're not super easy. You're not deadlifting 110 pounds. In your <laughs> sure, <machine>. sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I like it because when I'm in the studio, I can fold it up move it around clean behind it clean the you know floors the baseboard keep my environment really clean and, and being a little person <clears throat> who is actually shorter than five foot tall now um <laughs> it's it's not difficult to maneuver or to put in the back of my car by myself
2: yeah Yeah, that's good to hear. I I mean, it looks, it looks heavy, but then on the website, you know, I see uh, that there's a a lady moving it around. So I'm assuming it's not too bad, especially the way it's set up there. So, I mean, if you had to give any advice to the mobile tanner, George, would you say, uh, at least the box, you know, box fan and a filter on there? Yeah. At least
0: something, uh, for goodness sakes. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little, uh, what, how do I want to say that? Uh, you need to do something for for your for your client to con to control overspray in their home yeah. uh primarily but you still it, it, something something helps you a box fan with a filter something helps you got you got to have some sort of uh, filtration and extraction even if you're a mobile tanner doing one one single appointments you know yeah yeah i agree i agree definitely um so it's yeah. the, it's, it's the accumulative effect that is, you may know, think, Oh, well, I'm just, I'm, I've only got a couple few tans today. Um, okay. Well now you pack that into an entire week. And by the time you're done, you know, if you're out there shooting 50, 60 mobile tans in a week, mm-hmm. um, the accumulative, uh, overspray it, it's, it's, it'll start to get to you. So. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. It, you don't, don't notice it maybe, you know, uh, in that environment as, uh, as much, but, the accumulation over time will have a detriment to your respiratory health. And I can't tell you how many, um, you know, people that we've run into and customers that talk about that aspect of it and that they're looking for something to, to help them um, mitigate that overspray
2: uh, and take care of their health. Yeah. Yes. Take care of their health. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, I, I want to touch on something that's a little bit more business related to anybody that's in a partnership for you guys. What, what, cha- I'd like to know what kind of challenges you guys have faced working together. It, first, a, a partnership in general is more challenging from my experience, at least. And then also add on to that, you know, you, uh, the personal relationship you guys have. So, what, what kind of challenges have you guys faced working together? Um, turning off work.
0: Turning off work when it's not work time is probably my my biggest um, uh, Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: It's just, I don't know if it's his Achilles heel or if it's my Achilles heel. Well, yeah, I can say, hey, I, ha- it's, I
0: have a, a tremendously bad habit of right before it's time to just chill out and you know, maybe go to bed. I, I start coming up with all of these ideas and things, and <laughs> oh, what about this problem or what about that? What are we going to do about this? And, problems. and, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah,
1: I call it the lamenting hour. <laughs>
0: so
1: that's, <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, it must be 11 o'clock because it's the lamenting hour. Right. It's just, it's, that's probably the biggest challenge within the relationship. I've been fortunate. I've had uh 29 years of business partnerships and successful partnerships and and um I think one of the things that we really do is that if one of us feels super strongly yay or nay more so than the other person and like where you're they're just rooted in it and they're like nope, I'm not budging on this and then we will be, we will defer to that person. So it's like, well, this is clearly important. So maybe he sees something here that I don't, I do have a tendency to be much more conservative and not as quick to, to jump into something. So Mm -hmm. George is like gets real excited about things and like, I'm just going to do it and (laughs) put it out there. And I'm like, I I
0: definitely will will take more risks uh, or ideas of with that are risky. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or even a shortcut here and then, or just, yeah, okay. And then afterwards he'll regret the choice and then he'll try to reverse the choice. You know,
0: there, There's a lot of things. We're really a good yin-yang um, partnership though. Um, we both have our strengths. We both have our weaknesses yeah. and we've really kind of learned to identify them over the years. Um much to the chagrin of the other when we call each other out on their weaknesses, And but we
1: don't micromanage each other. It's
0: it's really good for growth. For, it's been good for growth for both of us in that aspect. Um, but at the same time, it you know, we've we've learned to hand things off to each other. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, um,
1: well, when I see him just getting overwhelmed, I'm like, here, let yeah, me take we're that. We're
0: overwhelmed for you. or we're frustrated or, you know, we become frustrated because we're overwhelmed with something. Um mm-hmm. and we can we can hand things off to each other and, and that's that's actually a nice relief valve to have in, in, in a in a partnership.
2: Yeah, the yin and the yin and yang sounds right, about right. That's a good, good place. But it sounds like my wife and I I'm more like get excited, go for it. She like thinks it through. Did you think about this? I'm like, no, I did not. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. George
1: has lots of scars because he didn't. <laughs> not for yeah. me. A lot even. of mental scars. <laughs> I'm I like, guess. that's a sharp yeah. object. Think yeah. <laughs> that through a little better. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> me, I go around with my fingers like feeling you know, everything I'm weird,
0: you know, turning off work, I think is, is the biggest challenge that we've had. And, um, in, in that same vein, um, you know, taking personal time for ourselves because being in a relationship with your business partner, uh, you're together a lot. Mm -hmm. And so we, we really do, uh, try to maintain kind of our own little side hobbies, um, that, uh, is our complete escape from uh, anything having to do with the relationship or the business, and yeah. um, uh, we give each other—you know—we've learned to give each other that kind of space over the years, so that we yeah. can have our, our own kind of peace of mind.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's good. I think that's a good advice for anybody, whether you're in a working relationship or not, just in a relationship in general. <laughs> that's good to got to keep your own sanity, your own personal things that you yeah. do, you know, alone for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, this interview has been wonderful. I, I totally enjoyed getting to know you guys and learn about, you know, everything you do. Um, and it's been great to learn about the systems. I honestly thought you guys have been around longer. So I guess time just kind of uh, meshed together, but I've only heard wonderful things about what you're doing. Well, thank and, you very yeah, much. Yeah, it's yeah, been of a course. pleasure chatting with you too. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, my last question really is really just about maybe a more personal thing, but why is why is this so important to you guys? Like what you know why? Why did you keep going when there were issues, or you know the trouble, the the pushback on maybe pricing and people not understanding it? What What is the importance for you guys?
0: Uh, you know, I think I think the um, the importance is, um, but we've we with our age and with time in industry, we've become a lot more health conscious about things, and um, seeing. Honestly, seeing how detrimental the overspray can be in a facility, it just drives us to um, make it a much better and a healthier environment for our employees to work in, and ourselves, and for our long-term health. And that's really, really what is drives me and motivates me to 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 make this the the very, very best um, and effective product in the industry for for that aspect of the business.
1: Yeah, and I will say honestly, it really does hurt my heart when I I look out there and I see these really sweet young girls out there and they're just excited about the industry and they've invested in in all this beautiful magnolia kind of looking white and black and pink and all these pretty grays and metallics and things in their space and and then overspray And happens. then overspray happens and all of a sudden their beautiful white walls aren't beautiful white anymore and they're, you know, they're everything around it is just taken on this funky tone of brown. And And so
0: the reward for that grant is when we get feedback from our customers. Oh my gosh. You, uh, was my uh, friend Lindsay out in in Boston? George, you saved my life. You <laughs> saved my life, George. And this yeah. is what she's telling me. And so like, hey, I'm "What are you talking?" She goes, "I and- I." She goes, "I don't I don't need to wear this thick mask anymore." She goes, "I can wear my cool kicks to work now. Yeah. They don't get they don't get stained with overspray on them because the machine is sucking everything into it." Yeah. Um, and she
1: uses hers as a adorable uh, and- photo backdrop. And and awesome. yeah, she-
0: and do we hear uh, customers talking to us about their customers that have come in? and noticed how much cleaner their facility is and uh the, the studio is uh and it's it's um, they're amazed when they stand in front of it and see everything being drawn into there and so it's another educational opportunity for uh you know the spray gun owner to educate their customer about the importance well this is the reason why i have this equipment it's because it's to protect your respiratory health yeah. and
1: uh uh well let's face that, it that
0: helps drive us and so that you know that helps a spray gun owner set themselves apart from other other people. And when we hear that kind of feedback, that's really what drives us. It's the reward knowing that we're creating healthier studio environments for customers and their customers. And it, it's, a it's a trickle down effect.
1: Right. Yeah. And the whole respiratory health conscious, the, I mean, let's face it. We're already into 2021, and now there's still, there's new variants, and there's new this, and there's new mass mandates, there's new possible shutdowns. So this isn't going to go away anytime soon, and I don't think it's going to go away ever again. I think we're going to hear about this till our something else comes up. Yeah. And it's it's out, It's on the um it's on the playlist, and it's going to be on the playlist for a long time. So why not consider how to shift and adapt to that playlist? Um, because it is going to be in everybody's best interest. I will say that since um, the whole thing, my clients don't come in with the sniffles anymore. They're so much more respectful now of of our health, which that you know they used to lay down on our facial tables or come in to get a spray tan and say, oh my God, I've been feeling so awful all day. I've been looking forward to this all day. We're like, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> gee, thanks for feeling awful all day and bringing that to me yeah. <laughs> because I put my hands on you. Yeah. So that makes it's sense. just really... That's what drives us forward is that, you know, this extraction system is going to protect your environment, your health, and your client's health. So it's Mm -hmm. infection control, it's client safety, and it's um, sanitation at every level.
2: Yeah. Well, I love where you guys are coming from, the passion, the, you know, really helping people out. It's on a completely different level. You know, I get get excited when people get their website up and get more business from it, but yours is on even, in my opinion, even up. more a a higher level whatever you want to say because you're looking out for the health of uh, wellness of people which is extremely much more important than anything else. So that's uh that's awesome to hear with your passion and everything for for you guys. If if anybody has questions or wants to obviously they can go to spraygon.com but uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Um, yeah,
0: you know there's a contact form right there on the website. Um do you, you hit the shop now button you can browse uh, obviously the product and thing and a little message thing will come up if you want to if you want to contact us. Uh, or hit us up on our Instagram. Uh, we're pretty active on social media. Uh, that's also Spray Gone or on our Facebook page. It's Spray Gone without the E at the end.
2: So dot yeah. com. Awesome. Well, George and Melinda, thank you so much for your time. Uh, looking forward to, to learning more about you guys, continuing to follow your journey and see how many more people you can help. Great. Thank you very much Grant yeah, for uh, a
1: joy to get to talk to you.
0: Uh yeah, and thanks for reaching out uh for the invite uh to put us on your podcast. We're honored to uh to uh to, to spend some time with you and get to know you and uh share our story and uh hopefully just um you know uh get get some, some more information out there for for technicians to uh to consume so that they can understand there are uh, some real viable options for to protect their health in their studios going forward.
1: Yeah. So so Grant real quick and you can maybe you'll, you won't save this I don't know but Mike sure. I have a real quick question for you so you build all these websites for all these amazing spray tan artists so have you had anybody call you that has a company called Happy Tans?
2: No. <laughs> <What an laughs> awesome
1: name. I mean yeah. I wish I would have thought of it cuz there's nothing makes you happier than having a little kiss of color as a redhead who doesn't tan and strokes. That's one of the reasons I got spray tans was because I've never had a tan in my life until spray tanning. And I've loved it.
2: Yeah. No, no, I haven't. That's, that's a good question. I haven't, I haven't heard of it. Honestly, I, I, I thought of the name because there was a company that was back in the day that was called Happy Tables, and they were a, a restaurant software. Um, and I just loved like the the branding and the smile and stuff. I was like, so I just went and got HappyCan I guess, a, I guess nobody thought of it, but it would be a good name for a business too. Yeah.
1: It totally would be. It's yeah, it just brings joy. and it. it. Franchise. Yeah. Quick trademark that yeah. Happy Can for
2: yourself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank you guys so much uh, for being on. It, it was a, a pleasure looking forward to staying connected and seeing how we can support each other. And thanks for everything you do for the industry and all the uh, technicians. Awesome. Thank, thank, you, thank you so you. much. Grant. Happy to have a wonderful day. You Bye. Bye-bye.